0: You're listening to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host Kelly, and the author of When Everyone Shines But You, a self-acceptance blogger and a recovering darkness addict. I've experienced intense anxiety, deep depression and life trauma, but I'm coming out of the other side now. Darkness was a comfort zone for me for a long time, and it felt safer than the light. So in this podcast, I share with you my journey into the light, and how I move through challenge in an empowering way. I'll share with you tools and nurturing ways to embrace your humanity, and I'll bring along inspirational teachers to support your journey too. I was once a shy, scared introvert, afraid to speak. But that's all changing. Let's take this journey together and learn to fly. Hi there, welcome back to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host Kelly and this is episode 21. Now something really dawned on me recently. I had quite a shock to realise how uh, unpleasant and negative I was being towards my physical body. I focus a lot on embracing my feelings, my emotions, but I totally forgot to embrace my physical self. This past few months I've noticed that I've been putting on weight on my belly on my stomach and I went shopping not long ago and I was looking in a mirror and I saw my side view and I was so shocked my jaw nearly fell on the floor I thought I looked pregnant and I was horrified and I left the the shop that I was in and I felt really low I thought what can I do and I tried so many things I I started exercising more, I cut back on my food and nothing was changing and my weight was just increasing. And I started to look at my body and my belly and I was just feeling so negative. I was pressing my stomach and pulling it in and just really hating on my body and it was so unpleasant and I didn't realise how much I was doing it. And then I came across this book called uh, Body Positive Power. And, oh, I can't remember the name of the author right now, but I will put it on the podcast in the description. And I started reading her book in my local Waterstones bookshop. And I really felt like she was speaking to me. I started to understand that this body I have The ideas I have about beauty and attractiveness were really false and fake, an illusion. And I'd known this intellectually for a very long time. We all know how much airbrushing takes place in the beauty industry and on television. But I hadn't considered the fact that when we watch movies or TV, the majority of women and men are this perfect ideal. They have perfect skin, this ideal body shape, perfect size and height. And the majority of people or men or women who are bigger on television and movies tend to be portrayed as a comedian, somebody to be laughed at or scorned at. And this has been going on for a decade. And then I started to think about my childhood, I was... Brought up watching Disney movies and even reading picture books growing up. And all of the women were Disney princesses. They had extremely slim waistlines and the right-shaped body, this perfect Barbie ideal. And I think as parents, you probably don't realise how much it affects children watching these movies. We think that's just harmless. They're watching a cartoon while we're cooking dinner or doing something else. But without saying to them, this body shape is better than that body shape, we are telling them this by example. They're watching all of their favourite characters being portrayed in a certain way. And so young children from an early age are indoctrinated and brainwashed to believe that They are meant to be this perfect size. And then as you go on into today's modern era, we are dominated by media, social media, the internet, Instagram, big billboards and poster advertising about losing weight. Uh, I think I said on my Facebook Live recently, there was a really large advertisement in Times Square, New York, for a lollipop and it was advertised by a young woman basically telling young women if they feel hungry to suck this lollipop and it's an appetite suppressant and I was horrified when I saw this on social media and it just really dawned on me that as a species women and men now because men are getting it just as much as women we've just been getting it for a lot longer Or being told that we're not okay as we are. And people say, well, no, it was just healthy. It's more healthy to be slim or toned or fit. But it's not really true. I know people who are larger size and they have health conditions and they're really fit. They're nutritionists, they exercise regularly, they eat really well. But you could perceive them in a completely different way if you didn't know that we need to turn this around we need to change how we view our human bodies and like i said in episode 20 on comparison we need to stop comparing our bodies with this ideal when i was at university well, when i was at college i did a level archaeology and one of the uh, pieces of archaeology that we actually studied was the venus of willendorf now this is a sculpture a paleo, paleo, oh, I can't get my words out today, but it was a sculpture based on a beautiful goddess, and this goddess is very robust in size, very large, and in today's western society would be deemed as obese, but back then it was a thing of beauty, and I was talking to somebody recently about if, um, If we actually looked at different cultures and how they perceive beauty and from a Western standpoint, we'd see that our idea of beauty in certain cultures would be classed as poverty, would be classed as somebody who is sick and unwell and hasn't got enough money or food to eat. In certain tribal cultures, larger sizes are classed as extremely beautiful, extremely wealthy. Because they've got enough to eat, enough food in their belly. We've been taught so many different ideals as men and women, especially women. We've been shown that we've got to wear corsets in the Victorian era. And this caused women to faint and certain organs grow, you know, the ribs grow into the organs because the corsets were so tight. And we've, I think in Japan, is it Japan? In China... There's a, an ancient tradition from the past, which was foot binding, where women would have their, all of their bones and their feet apart from their big toes, I think it was, that were broken, so that they could have smaller feet, because this was classed as beautiful and wealthy. And then we've had Twiggy, we've had Marilyn Monroe, all these different sizes, all these different shapes. And we've been told every time this is the ideal we've got to strive for. But why are we striving for an ideal that is unrealistic to most of us? Only around 5% of the population can actually look like the ideal that we have in society today. The certain toned body, the, the shape, the size... The, the perfect skin, there's only a small percentage of women can actually obtain this. It's natural. It's in their genes. And here we all are trying to fit this mould. What if you're a six foot two woman and you're tall and you're slim and uh, you haven't really got a, a shape to you? Does that mean that you're wrong and you've got to try and build some muscle and get some curves? what if you're naturally curvy? You're a larger lady and you're really happy with your body. Why should you tone up? And the author of Body Positive Power really made me recognize something about my stomach. She mentioned about why do we need to tone the stomach? It's never been toned. I was talking to my one of my good friends recently over a coffee. We were talking about this topic and we talked about how the, a feminine form, that the physical body, the stomach, is there and it helps us bring babies into the world. When in society, when in life, in the past, have women needed a torn stomach? Why is it necessary? You don't see people in the past doing sit-ups or crunches or anything like that for their stomachs because it wasn't classed as necessary. There were so many more important things in the world, like feeding the family, getting the crops in, making sure the home was okay. Yes, I know we've got a lot more time right now, but surely we can use it for far better things. And I'm not dismissing exercise. I do feel exercise is really important, but I'm just saying we don't have to be extreme about it. We have to follow our intuition and our instincts. For example, I walk every day and I've just recently started doing weightlifting on my arms. Now, originally I did that because I wanted to get rid of this flabby underarm, which is called bingo wings in the UK, which is seen as a negative thing and it's not a negative thing. And now I'm quite enjoying doing weightlifting because I just like the feel of the strength and my muscles feel really, really warm after doing it. And walking is beautiful. My body loves the motion and the movement. If we just sit all day and don't move, we are telling the body that we are not alive. So to me, exercise is really important just to be alive and to show that we choose life and that we respect and value our body. But what I don't agree with is exercising to the extreme level where we are trying to be something that we are not, that we're doing it for other people, that we're doing it because we feel that being bigger or more torn is better or worse, whatever you think. And we're doing it for that reason, but not for the right reason. The the author of Body Positive Power also mentioned cellulite and how it has been basically created into a disease or a problem and this is what media does this is what people who want to sell to us do they create a problem and then they make a solution for it now this could be from cellulite lotions to exercise it could be they make that your birthmarks or your lines on your face are bad or wrong and or you know aging is a sign of something you need to get rid of. So they create a cream and a lotion that you need to buy. So remember this the next time you think that you've got to be a perfect size, a perfect beauty to have the most wonderful skin. Ask yourself if you've been shown that it's a problem, that having a stomach is a problem that having a soft stomach is a problem. And, you know, I read that. Imagine, you know, you might think your stomach's really big or you want it to be smaller, but somebody out there, your loved one, may love resting their head on your stomach when it's nice and soft. If it's toned, it's not as comfortable. I've always, I was old as told growing up, Uh, When I was talking about meeting a man or a partner, they always said, you know, you've got to give them something to grab a hold of. So I accepted that. But I also acknowledged that, you know, there are a lot of naturally slim women out there who haven't got the curves. And that's perfect for them too. That's who they are. But we can't all strive to be thin, slim and toned. It's not possible. We need to look in the mirror now. And to not look for the ideal that we see in magazines or on television. But we need to look in that mirror and see the ideal that is us. We are to be the new ideal. This is far more empowering than following the beauty industry or the fitness industry. And I don't buy into the fact that you know, women or men who've got to eat a certain diet to be healthy, you've got to follow your intuition. You don't need to go overboard. You don't need to eat in excess all of the time. Because if you're doing that, it means there's something going on mentally. There's a mental health issue that needs dealt with. But at the same time, you don't need to under eat either. If you're craving something, eat it. If you're not, don't. Don't eat something that you don't need. And when you are full, stop eating. But some days you may overeat and that's okay too. Just everything in balance, everything in moderation. This is what life is all about. So this is just a little bit on being body positive. It's new to me. I'm just learning. And I'm still adapting to looking in the mirror and finding my own body and my own skin To be acceptable to me. Because I've had a skin condition called rosacea since I was around 26. So looking in the mirror has been a bit of a challenge for me. But I'm starting to look in the mirror and recognise that I really need to accept all of me now. Not just my emotions, not just my thoughts, but my whole being and this is the most healing, loving thing any of us can do for ourselves. And imagine a world when everybody accepts who they are. It would be a completely changed world. Thanks for listening to another episode of Kelly Martin Speaks. If you have any ideas for topics for the podcast, or anything you're struggling with right now, please email me on kellymartinspeaks at gmail.com and pop over to my new website, peacewithinradio.com com. Thanks, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd love to reach more people. So if you could subscribe to me on iTunes and leave a review, this really helps. And if you'd like to support my work, pop over to kellymartinspeaks.co.uk to read more or follow me on social media, or visit my YouTube channel. A donation is always welcome. Thanks everyone.